Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy. I'm pleased to bring to you the third Aliyah of the Sidra of Shoftim in the book of Devarim for OU Shnayim Mikra project. In Aliyah 2, we dealt with the state, the monarchy. And now, in Aliyah 3, the Torah turns towards the church, by which I mean the priesthood. And essentially, there were always two powers in ancient Israel, the church and the state. The former was run by the high priest and his subordinate uh, Kohanim, and the latter, the state, was ideally run by a king, although it may have been run by uh, a very shofet, although that's not really accurate. The shoftim usually were only local tribal leaders and only very rarely controlled more than too much territory outside the tribes. It was really the, wasn't until the king's time that there could really be considered a power called the state. In any event, in normal times, the state, that is the king, would trump the church. He would trump the Kohen Gadol, that is his control would be superior and his commands would be superior. But on the other hand, he would take guidance from the priests and if he transgressed against the priest's rule, i.e. Torah law, then he would be in a lot of trouble uh, as well. So while there's a separation of the two powers, there's mutual involvement as well. We've seen how the priests essentially had to supervise the king's writing of the Torah and we'll see in future aliyot where the priest must direct certain parts and aspects of war. So while there is a separation of church and state in ancient Israel, there is also a certain um, interplay between them. But whereas a king can amass fortune and lands, the tribe of Levi in general, and the Kohanim sub-tribe in particular, got no land. And in an agrarian society without land, there is little ability to sustain oneself, and if you can't sustain oneself, you can't put together a functioning political system. And therefore, certain gifts, or if you will, taxes, were necessary. The Kohanim of the tribe of Levi, and even the tri- entire tribe of Levi, although the entire tribe will not be the point of this section because we're really dealing with a political issue, a power issue, and that was left to the hands of the Kohanim. Um, they have no portion or inheritance uh, with Israel. It is from the sacrifices of God. The word Ishe means from, from the word fire. That is the things that are burnt up to God. And from their portion, Vinachalato, they will eat. The simplest sense of the, what Vinachalato and their portion means, I think it refers to the portion of the nation. That is their produce. They will eat from the sacrifices and from the nation's portion uh, of their lands, or at least from a small portion of their lands. Uh, Rashi says, points out that the seemingly redundant word chilek refers to spoils of war, war, which the Kohanim don't get either. They will receive no portion, no land among their brothers, rather, the Lord is their portion, as he, meaning God, spoke to him, meaning, or it, really, meaning the tribe of Levi. Remember, this is Moshe giving a speech about what God said to the tri- to Aaron and to his sons, that they would be selected out for the priesthood. So, since they have no land and no produce, this is how it will be done. So essentially, two parts are laid out, which parts of animals and which parts of agriculture. These will be the regulations, or this is the regulation of what a Kohanim will receive from the nation, from those who slaughter animals, be they ox or a se, which is either a goat or a sheep. I, I point out here 
uh, I'll interrupt to point out two things here. The word mishpat here doesn't mean justice as it did before. It, it really means something akin or it can mean something akin to a blueprint or an instruction or the way something is set up. And that's the sense here. This is the list of things that the Kohen, that the Kohanim will get. Uh, second, the animal parts here, if you'll notice, um, they are not the same as the animal parts that the Kohen got when a standard Israelite would bring their korban shlamim uh, their Thanksgiving offering to God or their, uh, uh, or just any kind of voluntary offering to God. So the Kohanim would get a portion of that. These portions are not the same. Uh, those portions were listed in the, in the book of Yikra. So therefore, these portions seem to be dealing with a different type of quote unquote sacrifices. Not really sacrifices, but what's called chulin, which are slaughtering animals outside of the temple. Now it was laid out in the temple, uh, sorry, in the, in the desert, they weren't allowed to do any slaughtering, have any meat. That is, you could not have meat if it wasn't directly related to a sacrifice. That is, the permission to eat meat had to be as part of a holy process. God pointed out back in chapter 12 that since Israel is going to be living far away from uh, uh, from the temple, many people will be, and since people like to have their T-bone steak, and they're not going to be able to travel to the temple every time they want to have their nice T-bone steak, so God permitted, set up this slaughtering mechanism, which was not exactly holy, or not really holy, it would be called chulin, but at least there would be like a, an organized process. But I won't go into that too much more. That was the issue, uh, that was the issue of Basar Tava back in chapter 12. The bottom line is people could slaughter locally, and but even though it wasn't Kodesh, it was chulin, still Still, some parts of this chulin process would be given to the, uh, that is, besides the sacrifices, which the Kohanim got portions of, the even for chulin, for a basar tava, for these non-holy uh, uh, meat slaughtering. Every time a, a, a Israel, a standard Israelite, would slaughter an animal so he could have his T-bone steak, part of it would have to go to whatever local priest was hanging around in their district, whoever they happened to like. Um, and specifically, getting back to the verse, he gave the Kohen from the leg, which according to rabbinic law is from the knee joint down, um, and the jaw, which is the bottom uh, jaw bone, which would include the tongue, for those who like tongue, I'm not a big fan, and the innards, which uh, is what they call in Israel when you go to a real stand, they call it murav yushalmi which would be uh, the various in- intestines or the stomach parts that uh, some people enjoy, but again, it's it's beyond me. Although, honestly, I think I'd rather have that than the tongue, but okay, a Kohen got what a Kohen got. I'm glad I guess I'm not a Kohen. Uh, getting back to the verse, and they also got the first of the wheat and the wine and the olive harvests, and from the first of the sheep shearings you will give to him, and this seems to refer to the truma. God stresses since in them, meaning the priest, the Lord your God, has selected out, or really Moshe is stressing here, the Lord your God has selected out from all the other tribes to stand, la'amod, which really means to show up for work, to go to duty. And serve in the name of God, he and his sons forever. Remember, it's important to stress this because it took a while to determine who would be doing, doing the, the holy service. Uh, first, it was supposed to be the, the firstborn of every family. A Korach did not like the idea that certainly Kohanim got it and his family did not get it. So it took a while to really be distinctively, uh, sort of definitively established that it would be Aaron and not only Aaron, but his sons and not only his sons, but his sons' sons forever, much like a king would have a dynasty, so too would the Kohanim have their uh, dynasties, if you will. Uh, and since it took a while to set that up, Moshe really needs to stress that this is the way it's going to be. And since the Kohanim not only had 
uh, uh, religious duties, but they, they had political structure and political power that really needed to be established. And because they had no property, they would have to have financial support from the people uh, as well. There is, of course, a huge amount of oral law in this section specifying exactly what was to be gifted and, and many other things. But in this forum, I try to stick to the plain sense of the text, which I think I I did. Uh, more on priestly service tomorrow, God willing, in the fourth aliyah.